I'm Zachary Cartwright. This is Water and Food. Earlier today, I had the chance to meet with Dr. Greg Schaefer at Kemen Industries. We talked about his role as an associate scientist and some of the things that he's doing with his Aqualab Vapor Sorption Analyzer. Let's hear what Greg has to say in Water and Food. Hi, Greg. Welcome to Water and Food. How are you doing today? Yeah, I'm doing great. How are you, Zachary? I'm great. Thank you so much for coming on the show. I, I know we've tried a few times to get you on and, and you're finally here, so we're glad to have you. Yes, glad to be here. Uh, Greg, you're an associate scientist. What, what does that mean? What do you do? Yeah, so I wear uh, quite a few hats uh, within Kemen uh, Industries, um, primarily work with uh, serving our pet food customers. And uh, one of the ways that I do that is helping run quite a bit of the, the instruments. So collect uh, meaningful data so that as we uh, present to our customers, we can, you know, make business decisions on it and help them have a better product as they're, uh, you know, needing to make the decisions to serve their customers. Mm -hmm. and, and what's a day in your shoes look like? Are you, are you always working on instruments? Or are you designing experiments or is it a yeah, mixture? Yeah, designing experiments and then, then yeah, running running instruments. So one of the, the instruments, what which brings us together is that uh, work with a, a meter group with the vapor absorption analyzer. Mm -hmm. And uh, we've had the privilege to uh, have this within our, our uh, uh assortment of, of uh, analytical tools for a little over a year now. Mm -hmm. And uh, we yeah, frequently were interested trying to understand how our powders our, uh, may react, how they may um, adjust as, as uh, the water activity around them changes or depending on their warehouse. So yeah, it's, it's kind of a far cry from where I was thinking when I was first uh, studying and, and deciding to become a scientist. Mm -hmm. And I, I think that happens to a, a lot of scientists. You know, you, you start yes. somewhere and you end up down a, a completely different path. Where, yes, where did you yeah. start, Greg? What is your um, science background? Where, where did you go to school? And how did that help you prepare for your job at, at Kemen? Yeah, so I uh, started off um, at University of St. Thomas up in St. Paul, Minnesota. And uh, from there, decided to uh, become a, a chemist and uh, just solid take all the chemistry courses I could, could manage. Mm -hmm. And, uh, they, uh, one of my professors convinced me, Hey, you're pretty good with research instruments. Why don't you consider graduate school? I don't know if that's like their favorite thing to say. <laughs> I'm sure I would have had a, a fine job somewhere in the twin cities. There's a lot of great companies up there, mm -hmm. but, uh, decided to continue on to graduate school and, uh, try to pursue mass spectrometry. So, um, help build some, uh, special home-built mass spectrometers. Some of the techniques are, are used within industry, but they weren't that useful. Mm -hmm. <laughs> they were uh, difficult instruments to use, certainly not as sensitive as something you can buy uh, off the shelf or buy commercially. So, mm -hmm. But uh, with that, it, it prepared me to work with, with instruments and to, to understand the value that they can that, that of the of the data that you can uh, collect from it, mm -hmm. certainly. And once you were done with graduate school, how how did you find Kim and what what stood out about this company that made you want to to join them? Yeah, they're uh, uh, certainly a uh, fast paced uh, science company based here in, in Iowa. So mm -hmm. um, my my wife and and now kids they've been born here in Iowa. But yes, uh, how to say Iowa roots run pretty deep. So mm -hmm. this was an opportunity to be with a uh, fast-paced company 
that is you know, certainly very eager to, to uh, develop the best solutions for our customers to help them succeed in the marketplace. And uh, uh, having a, a strong instrumentation background, it, it was a natural fit. It was actually a different group that wanted to bring me in mm-hmm. before I uh, joined the group that helps serve our, our pet food manufacturers and pet parents. And what types of projects were you doing before pet food? Have, have you always just done pet food at Kimmin or have there been other things that you've worked on? No, I, I uh, worked within uh, corn wet milling mm-hmm. in another part of Iowa. And uh, before that, had a, a short stint trying to see if I fit well within the you know drug discovery or some of the medical side. But it, it wasn't quite the right fit. For whatever reason, I've uh, kind of hit my... Um, stride within the food industry, even mm-hmm. though I, I don't have a food science or food engineering uh, background. I've kind of worked my way in uh, through through doing it, you know, as, as you need to do it with the experiments, <laughs> learning mm-hmm. on the job. Sure. Yes. And, yeah. and my job's kind of similar, uh, Greg. I, I started off in pre-med and then looking at dentistry and winemaking and finally food science. So uh, it's kind of like we both both ended up where we need to be, I, I think. Absolutely. Yes. Um, what are some of the challenges that you faced in, in some of these previous projects? And, and how did that point you to looking at water activity and, and also isotherms? Yeah, so uh, we, we started to uh, have some interesting phenomenon where we would be mixing two powders mm-hmm. and you'd expect a powder to to flow or at least flow. It may need a lot of pushing but at least the flow. And as we were mixing a couple of these powders, it formed a like concrete. Mm-hmm. We didn't add any water. And so that brought us down the road of trying to understand how could we, how could we characterize our materials to understand them. And uh, early brainstorms were that we would need to partner with someone within academia and that it might be someone to get their their master's degree, or maybe a PhD, as they would work with collecting isotherms with uh, saturated salt solutions. Mm-hmm. So that was uh, some of our understanding a few years ago. We uh, were aware of uh, instruments that would help um, collect that data, but usually the price tag or what we were able to determine from it wasn't as uh readily available mm-hmm. or in, in, intuitive to us. So it took us a little bit to uh, to make the decision of what was the best uh, piece of equipment to serve our needs. And what was the driving force behind that decision? When did your team, you know, see the return on investment that, that pushed you forward to looking at water activity as well as isotherms? Yeah, so um, I think some of the research comes out of uh, University of Illinois, out of uh, Shelley uh, Schmidt's group, mm-hmm. where they could, uh, Zachary, as as you uh, presented to us, where when you're after you collected the absorption portion of of a uh, of the moisture absorption isotherm, that you can plot of, and get that that curve fit to it, and then understand where that curve fit may be making some changes, and mm-hmm. relate that to physical changes happening within a bulk solid. Once we were able to make those connections, then we were able to, you know, make the decisions that we're interested in making. Mm-hmm. 
And you mentioned the, the equipment earlier, the Aqualab Vapor Sorption Analyzer. How would you explain that equipment to somebody who's never used it? Uh, what is it and, and what does it do for your team? Yeah, so we, we uh, as we're working with different ingredients, you can think of them as, as you know, spices or, or flour or sugar. And we're able to uh, take a sample. We understand what its loss on drying value is. And we can put that within the instrument and then we can understand as, as the conditions around it, in this case, water activity, the humidity of, of air changes, the moisture content of that material may change. And that's what we measure to, to get our moisture absorption isotherms. Mm -hmm. And what are some of the other advantages of, of using isotherms? You, you mentioned looking at, at products or um, different powders and mixing them. Are you doing any mm -hmm. types of simulations of, of new formulations or looking at shelf life or, or anything else with these isotherms? Yeah, and that's, uh, as I uh, mentioned, with some of the other um, instruments that we're looking at going back uh, some years when mm -hmm. we're trying to make our decision, it would be pretty neat. We could see what the instrument could do. And then we would look at it and be like, well, now we have giant Excel files full of data. Mm -hmm. And we didn't have something that could do uh, some of the calculations for us. I, I have the privilege of working with some people that have a food science, food engineering background, mm -hmm. whether it's a master's or PhD. They'll mention to me some of the classes they've taken. And a, a test may be one or two or three problems. And the problem would be something like you have a couple ingredients at different water activities, calculate what their final water activity may be. Mm -hmm. And that would be, I don't know, a, a couple hour final or something. Right. So to do these calculations can be um, tricky. And mm -hmm. uh, when we're able to see and make use of what comes with the vapor absorption analyzer, where we can uh, use the moisture analysis toolkit, we're able to make some of these predictions, right? So we can understand shelf life and understand how package characteristics may affect that mm -hmm. and how warehouse conditions may affect that. And that's a really good point. If you try to do these calculations by yourself, they, they can take a really long time hours if you're doing it on a test. And that's what we were doing here at Meter. We basically had Excel spreadsheets and we were trying to do these calculations, but we realized there's a lot of value behind these calculations and being able to do them very quickly. And, and I think the, the VSA, the vapor absorption analyzer is kind of just half of the solution. The other half is that moisture analysis toolkit software that that you're using and, and when you combine the data with the right tool and the, the right calculators i've noticed that it's really helped to speed up uh the r d process and, and that's what, what it sounds like your team um, is, is using it for mainly in r d is that correct yeah we do we do use it within our our r d to inform our our uh, partners within manufacturing certainly yes and how, how do you plan on using the VSA for some of your future projects? What, what does the future look like for you? And, and how do you plan to use this equipment? Well, as we mentioned, to, to be able to, you know, as, as we're uh, discovering new ways of mixing materials, mm -hmm. to, as we're serving our, our customers within the, the pet food community, it's understanding will some of these materials mix well or will they have some challenges? And understanding 
also as you mix them, depending what packaging you put them in, mm-hmm. will they be free flowing or will they have some sort of challenges? So as we're able to measure water activity, we're able to maintain the safety of a product, right? We don't want something to, to clump. We don't want something to develop mold or anything like that. So it, uh, provides the, the framework to make these production predictions that then we can run a shelf life study to confirm, yes, it ran as expected or not. And then we can make some adjustments from there. Mm-hmm. And do you see any application of this instrument to other departments in Kimmin? I, I know Kimmin makes all types of, of products. Now that you've worked with the instrument, would you ever recommend a, a, a colleague or somebody else at Kimmin trying out this technology for similar solutions? Yeah, certainly. Um, this is something that that uh, almost everyone within Kemen is aware, and this mm-hmm. is something that we're moving. I, to see to see what the the energy. I think it's your colleague. Is it John Russell? Mm-hmm. And as as he mentioned in, in an earlier podcast, where he talking about understanding the energy of water, and when you understand what that the energy of free water is, then you can make all these all these you know valuable decisions of, is that free water going to help support microgrowth, right? You don't want to have mold or bacteria growing mm-hmm. in your sample, or will it cause something to have further reactions? So that's something that, yeah, most of, most of my coworkers are, are well aware mm-hmm. throughout. Yep. So we, yes. And, and part of the reason I asked that, Greg, is because I see a lot of teams get this instrument and, and get a lot of value out of it. But I don't mm-hmm. always see the entire company knowing about the benefit of, of isotherms, for example, and how a lot of different teams could uh, benefit from it. We, yeah, so we, um, it's, you know, as, as, as we're, how to say, as, as Kemen is always moving forward mm-hmm. and figuring out the best ways to serve our customers we are making use of of that of the data that we can get from it mm-hmm. and so that means it's my partners that are serving people within the ag industry and and people serving within um, our health and nutrition side for supplements or or material things for eye health mm-hmm. yes yeah, certainly um these ingredients have been yeah are being characterized so that we can provide the best solutions for our customers. Mm-hmm. And it, it sounds like your team has a really good communication network so that if if a piece of equipment or solution is working somewhere, you know, it, it sounds like we, everyone knows. The inform- it. Yeah, it's it's a it's a yeah, a good um, collaborative campus mm-hmm. that in, in, in Des Moines. Yes. And it's a yeah, good family within a good family company. Yes. Well, this kind of leads straight into my next question is what drives you to continue to be part of the team at, at Kemen? But it sounds like this is part of it. Is, is there anything else that you would add to that? Yeah, I think for for me, thinking back to what drove me to chemistry and what, you know, just the 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 wonder of of doing um, reactions and experiments. Mm-hmm. And then what, you know, kept me going within graduate school is being able to collect useful data from instruments. So um, there's just something, I'm not saying that this is something that most people drive joy, mm-hmm. but it's something that, that certainly brings me joy. Mm-hmm. 
And uh, in a previous conversation, you mentioned the idea of maybe having your own podcast through Kemen. And I'm just curious, if, if you were to move forward, what would that podcast look like? W- would you be interviewing I, people like Kemen? Would you be interviewing other, other scientists? Uh, I, what, what would it look like? Yeah, it might be something that we do within Kemen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, some of my coworkers have continued to tease me about about doing something like that. Maybe, maybe kind of like how how we're doing this, Zachary, to to talk about what are some of the opportunities of of how do we use this equipment, mm-hmm. and then just to say, hey, this is how we how we make use of of this equipment of isotherms, understanding ingredients, understanding how dynamic. Uh, materials can be even if you can you know you open up maybe a bag of flour and you're like it's just flour and i'm gonna go bake some whatever a cake Mm -hmm. with it or something and it's it's truly a lot more going on well i I just want to say thank you greg i I know we've been trying to get you on here a long time and we got through some technical difficulties and things and i i really appreciate your insights about the vapor sorption analyzer and i uh, look forward to continue seeing how your team uses this in pet food, but maybe also other products as well. So thank you so much for coming on the podcast. We really appreciate you. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much, Zachary. I really appreciate this. I'm Zachary Cartwright. This is Water and Food. Find this podcast on Apple iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts.